I can't kick you. You're too cute. There yet in exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime Feathers McGraw. Okay. Mm, you lost me on that one. That's the penguin from Wallace and Gromit. Ah, oh. that'll do it. Yeah. Ooh. I did not know that that was the canonical name. Mm-hmm. I just knew it as <laughs> Penguin from Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> penguin with gun. Penguins don't even have feathers. Yeah, they do. They're sleek. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know enough about penguin anatomy. <laughs> they're all fluffy as baby chicks. And then they uh, get their adult feathers and they're sleek like an otter. Otters also feet. known for having feathers. Yes, they're very feathery. They're like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what we have going on this week? Well, um, I have chosen to watch the show Rilakkuma and Kaoru, which is on Netflix, and it is not, I mean, it's anime. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It is a Japanese animated series, so it fits the <laughs> specs of our show, even if it looks a little different. Hey, everyone was so goddamn horny for B-Stars, and that has a stop-motion <laughs> section, so why not this? <laughs> That's true. Which came first? Hmm. Rilakkuma. The horny furries or this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't, we don't know it's not horny. I'll just say that now. Uh, I hope it's I hope, not. <laughs> I, I, hope it, I sure hope it's not, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Rilakkuma, I'm made aware, is a very popular character. So uh, either of you have history with knowing Rilakkuma, watching it? I, I don't know its full history. <laughs> I don't have any history. I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I was going to say in the middle of my sentence. That's why that sounded like that. Um, I mean, I've seen it. I wasn't actually aware if it was if it had a show first or if it was just a character like hello kitty was hello kitty a show first i don't know i no i think hello kitty was just a mascot first and then became so popular it spun off but i mean i think real is the same way because i got fucking yeah. history with this bear i got history no i don't oh um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was this piece it. of shit owes me so much money <laughs> god i'm gonna gonna find out where this bear is and break his little stuffed legs uh, no, I, we had a system in Vegas, and he didn't follow through. <laughs> Carjack, motherfucker. We had a uh, budget. I, I think he's. I think it's the same as Hello Kitty. I think it was just a mascot for a company, and it just became so popular. It spawned into just so much merchandise, and then into, I guess, maybe a comic strip, maybe a manga, and then a show. Um, I, I know of this show though because of the stop motion animation, and so many people I follow on Twitter, like animators and artists, and uh, when it came out, they're just all talking about it and stuff. So. I'm aware of the show for a, a good amount of it, but not much more than, not much more of the character itself, like the brand or anything. Mm. Sorry, I, I looking. I the uh, 
I wasn't sure if Rilakkuma was actually like a Sanrio character, so I looked into it, but uh, no. Different companies, but same idea of, yeah, it started out as like a cute, fun, stationary mascot, and then blew up from there. Yeah, yeah, different company, right. but same same idea. Japan loves yeah. the mascots. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. My only experience with Rilakkuma is uh, the notebook I am currently writing in has Rilakkuma on it, because it was a gift from our friend Brian Anderson. Oh! It- incredible. I love it. Mm-hmm. So he's always smiling at me, just knowing I'm about to fucking hate watch a show. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> He's hoping he get through to the worst of the anime. Yes, uh, one Friendly bear one boy. Uh, <laughs> one candle in the dark. <laughs> but yeah, so well, hopefully uh, since uh, his show will bring you joy. Uh, fingers crossed. God <laughs> knows little is these days. Anyway, so uh, since these are like twelve minute episodes, we're gonna watch two each. So we're watching basically the first half of this season. Mm-hmm. This will be the most anime watch of any series. <laughs> hey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these stupid bears for making me cry, motherfuckers. I'm so... God. Is that the fastest we've gotten to tears? Within the first episode of the show? I don't know. Has Dune ever cried during an anime? I definitely remember uh, having cried at certain points, but um, uh, definitely not in the first 12 minutes of a series. (laughs) Well, then, yeah, I consider this the- a success. Haha, <laughs> 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 we made you feel something. Get fucked. God, <laughs> duh, these emotions, I've been pushing them down for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Break- breaking out your hard, eastern, crusty New England shell. <laughs> uh, just, uh, I'm weathered by seawater. My, my heart is sea glass. Just can't be broken anymore. <laughs> Beautiful. It, it took me until episode 11 of Place Further Than the Universe, but I think we've all cried on this podcast so far. I have. I just remembered. Oops. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about these fellers. So the opening shot, honestly, is just enough to make me cry because I love cherry blossoms. And the opening shot is just some cherry blossoms on a lovely little river, and I loved it. And I was just like, wow, this is it. <laughs> we <laughs> found it. Perfect. We Paris. found it. Um, and then we see Rila Kuma, and he's asleep in an apartment, and then he wakes up, and it's time to start the day. A cherry blossom petal blows in through the blows in through the window and lands on his head. Good omen, probably. Um, <laughs> probably. And <laughs> and then we see Kaoru, who's ironing, and she's like his roommate, I guess, or he's her roommate. Unclear. <laughs> um. And she says that she is training a new employee at work today, and she's really excited about it. Um, there's also a white bear and a chick. The white bear's name is Korakuma. The chick, I never got the name of, so rip. That's fine. I just called them um, Little Bear yeah. and Bird. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and then Kaoru helps uh, fluff up one of Rilakuma's ears, which is cute. Um, and then 
uh, she goes to work and her boss comes up and he's like, hey, so we didn't actually hire anybody. <laughs> We're kind of running out of money. Uh, who's doing believe. the worst job here? We got to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked. Um, <laughs> so uh, he like tells him to be careful of overtime and there's a blonde girl who's always on her phone. She's like, it won't be an issue. Um, and then Kauru What's gets this overtime? From, you can work after hours? What? <laughs> never heard of her. Um, <laughs> and then Kauru gets a message from her friend Mina, and she's asking if they're going to have their cherry blossom picnic this year. And the blonde girl is like, oh my god, Kauru, do you have a date? And Kauru's like, oh no, it's my friends from college. We usually get together for a cherry blossom picnic, but like, some have gotten married or moved, so not everybody comes now. And then this blonde bitch... She says, sounds like a party for people who are left behind. And I was just like, fuck this bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me introduce you to so my rude. shit list. You're at the top. <laughs> um, and then we see her at home making eggs for a bento. Um, and the white bear tries to grab the bento, but she's like, no, no. They're for my friends. I have ingredients for you guys to make pancakes and have your own cherry blossom party. I'm leaving. So she leaves, and she walks through the town, and there's, like, a fun bot playing. Um, and then she finds a good spot. Um, and we see shots of Rilakuma and the gang making pancakes, but they're making them real poorly. Because <laughs> they are basically <laughs> children. <laughs> They've never had to be um, self-reliant a day in their life. <laughs> Why would you when you're that cute? <laughs> Ma, I should know. Feed Ma. me. Ma. <laughs> That's real Akuma's voice. I wouldn't watch this. <laughs> Pancakes. Um, <laughs> Ma. Ma. Um, meatloaf. So it seems as though Kaoru has been stood up. She's been sitting there forever. And it's like she finally gets a text from one of her friends being like, oh, I have a fever. Another one is like, oh, I had to work today. Another one is at a book signing. Um, another is with a boyfriend. And then Mina just fucking forgot about it. Bitch. And I was just like, you need new friends. These ones are bad. <laughs> yeah, because some of them Please were like, friends. how did you not know in the planning of this? Like, hey, I'm going to be out of town for a book signing. Let me tell you an hour after the picnic started. <laughs> yeah. And Kaoru says like, uh, Mina, you're the one that planned it. You're the one that picked the day. What the heck? Um, this so- is it real fucking close to home for me back yeah. when I tried planning stuff with some of my <laughs> old friends and being like, you you picked this day. Why? All right. I'm done. <laughs> Just <sighs> Never mind, exhausted. I guess. Goodbye. Fuck me. Uh, and then she uh, she rips open a cold one and remembers what that blonde bitch said of being left behind. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get drunk in a park. That's the good shit. Uh, and then Kaoru comes home. She's sad and dejected and she gives them the bento because their pancakes did not turn out. Um, and then Rilakuma stops Korakuma from eating it, and um, they, like, help her up from the ground, and they go outside to eat the bento together in the cherry blossoms. It's a little family. <laughs> <laughs> a family. Um, yeah. Um, and then she talks about what happened. She's like, I'm the only one that, like, hasn't moved on. Uh... And she looks at the cherry blossoms and ruminates on their beauty. 
and she wonders why they're so beautiful. Maybe it's because they only bloom one week out of every year and something makes them special. Or maybe it's because they're pink. And then Kaori says that she wants to be pink because maybe she'd be more. And I was just like, I fucking love this. Yep, that's, that's where <laughs> it got me. It deeply that's where it emotional. Got me. Yeah. <laughs> I um, thought this show was just going to be like, ah, some cute bears, haha, fun. And then just these deeply existential yep. <laughs> like ponderings of like, am I... Did I wait too long? Am I just a drone in a factory? It's, oh, God, this, I was not expecting it. (laughs) It feels very much like a kid's show for adults. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels like, oh, the bears are there for the kids. The existential uh, 30-year-old life change is there for the adults. It's like, oh, no. Um, Honestly, this reminded me of Rugrats because uh, I rewatched it uh, within like the past few months, and there is so much adult stuff. Like each episode is truly split. Like, hey, yeah, the babies are doing some hijinks, but also Stu has to do his taxes today, and he forgot all year. And it's like, th- <laughs> what? This is for very small children, but they still devote so much to, like, adult storylines. And it's like, oh, yeah, kids understand this stuff if you just show them it. Dugan? Yeah? We have so much anime on our list. You're watching Rugrats? Hey. (laughs) Shut up! Hey! I'm watching oh, okay. a piece of culture from America. <laughs> this is my culture, man. Okay, okay. Anyway. So, <laughs> she she says maybe she'd be more. She wonders what more means. All she knows is that she wants to be more. And then they all lay down together. And this is what got me. At the end of every episode, there's like a message like a written message, and this one is a note on a bulletin board that says, I might cry. No, I won't. Hold on. Is that the message? That's says, not what my message said. It says, no. <laughs> Everyone gets a different one. Yeah. Um, it's like a fortune cookie. Do your dry says, cleaning, Dugan. <laughs> uh, it says, every bl- flower blooms in a different period. And I, that resonates very deeply with me, and I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh no! I actually um, watched. And then we see. Go ahead. I was gonna say I actually watched this episode back in the before times, before this all happened. Uh, when I was at the gym on like the treadmill, and I watched this first episode, I was like, "Nope!" and I shut it down. Just <laughs> throw on music. I was like, "I'm not I watching this." I can't cry in and sweat. <laughs> I'm sorry, my eyes are just so sweaty. <laughs> you stopped working out an hour ago. Why are you still here? <laughs> I can't drive so home sweet. yet. I can't see. <laughs> um, and then we see a kid on a playground, and he looks sad. What's he doing there? Who knows? Episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? Moving on. <laughs> um, the four of them are walking down by the stream. And Kaoru points out some of those kites that are on, like, a flagpole thing. Um, and <laughs> the three, the, the chick and the two bears, they, like, imitate the kites, and it's adorable. Um, and then we see a little the little boy again. He's still alone, and he's throwing rocks in the river, you know, like a little, little hoodlum does. <laughs> um, Shit. <laughs> uh, and then she comes home with... Uh, some of those fish, those like fish cake things with red bean, red bean paste inside, looks delicious. 
Um, and the kites. Um, and they're all fooling around with the kites. Ryokuma has his legs in his, like, uh, mermaid. And then Korakuma has it on his head. And the bird is just stuck in the other one. Um, Adorable. Wonderful. And then, yeah, incredible. Um, and it was n- this point that I realized the playground was in front of the apartment building. And he's just, like, watching and listening uh, to her apartment. And he throws a rock at the window. Then the next day, Kaoru is leaving for work. And she's like, hey, somebody left a note on my door that says no pets. You guys aren't my pets. <laughs> You're my friends. I, you pay rent. <laughs> I don't know if it actually comes up in the series later in later episodes, but I was confused how, like, if they are pets or not. So I looked up and apparently Rilakuma just showed up one day and Kaoru just didn't kick him out. And that's it. So <laughs> Love it. He's that's just a squatter. That's, as, that's enough of a description for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's truly the Waluigi thing of like, yeah, he showed up to play tennis one day. He's been there ever since. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> um, and while she's gone, um, the boy rings the doorbell, um, and we see him running off. And the squad, the crew, they <laughs> crew. decide to they decide to chase him down. Um, they don't see him, but they're gonna find him. Dang it. Um, and then Rilakuma gets distracted by a butterfly, and the boy sneaks up behind him with a net that's not big enough, uh, but he gets it on his ear. Good for you, boy. <laughs> um, and then Rilakuma is going back up the stairs, and he sees some dongo on a stick, and that's his favorite snack. But it's a trap. The kid is trying to lure him in. Um, and then he gets lassoed on his ear. Um and Kaoru comes home, and Korakuma and the bird are there, and they have a ransom note from the kid. <laughs> um, and he just wants some pancakes. He just wants pancakes in exchange for Rilakuma. Um, and she starts freaking out, like, imagining him being kidnapped and tied up, and she's like, oh, no! Bear-napped! <laughs> um, and then uh, the other two are just like, Calm down, just make him some pancakes. <laughs> it's an um, easy solution. So uh, they go out to the meeting spot, and then another note gets thrown at them that just says room 102. So they go there, and the boy is playing video games with Rilakuma. And he takes the pancakes, and he just wanted pancakes and a friend, because he's all alone in this apartment. Um, and Kaoru is like, stay away from Rilakuma. But then he's like, can you can you just stay with me until I finish the pancakes? And I'm like, oh, God, what has happened to this boy? <laughs> yeah, like, um, he is a little shit. Because, like, when she gives it to him, he's like, oh, these are burned. Hey, eh, taste fine. Eh, thanks, get out. And she's just like, you motherfucker. <laughs> but <laughs> once, once he gets sad, he, she's like, oh, oh, man, oh, beans. <laughs> Oops. Um, and... Uh, when he asks her to stay, she looks around, she's like, where's your mom? And he's like, she won't be home until late. And then she says, what about your dad? And he just doesn't say anything. And it's just like, oh, okay. Okay, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, you're a Say no more. <laughs> you're a shonen protagonist. You live alone. <laughs> Aww. Um, and then she makes him a real dinner at her apartment. And they all eat together. And it's very nice. And his name is... His name is Tokyo, but it's an, it's pronounced differently, and I can't remember how it's pronounced. So uh, Tokyo. Tokyo, yeah, it's with Tokyo. an I instead of a Y. Yeah, 
Um, and then she asks him if he'll help them hang up the kites tomorrow, and he says yes. And then we see the kites, and he made one of his own. It's a little green one with, like, quilt squares on it. And then the message this time is on chalk on the ground, and it says, We have one more friend now. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> these these two are probably, like, the most, like, heartwarming. The others are fun. We'll get to them, but... <laughs> yeah, there's still, like, sweet messages, but these just... Oh, when when will it be my time to shine? I'm so sad. And <laughs> oh, this little orphan boy joins our gang. It's like, oh fuck. Oh, they get heart. you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we start out episode three. It's a rainy day, and little bear sees a little frog outside on a leaf. And Kaoru is like, oh, it's raining every day. It's a rain season. Uh, Better break out my eight-year-old rain boots and 12-year-old umbrella and go off to work. Uh, and Rilakkuma, uh, being a rainy day, is refusing to stand. <laughs> Just sleeping 24-7. Relatable. This bear gets mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so, uh, at work, uh, uh, we see uh, the... Uh, <laughs> blonde bitch <laughs> in, in the bathroom uh, another co-worker comes out and is like oh hey what you got any plans and uh, she's like oh yeah i have i'm going to a group date thing but one of my friends dropped out so i need another girl uh and they're like oh how about uh Kaoru? and they laugh laugh at the idea of including <laughs> her ha 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 so mean uh, because mm-hmm. they're like uh oh, she's nice but she's just too serious well, guess who's sitting in the bathroom stall? Uh. So she gets her feelings hurt and is all sad. Uh, we go back to the apartment during the day, and the bird sees a mushroom growing from all the moisture and darkness. I hate this. So, I gotta say, something about it. I hate it. Yeah, this episode was weirdly, like, terrifying for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... it it is pretty grody, just like the thought of mushrooms appearing this quickly. Yeah, <laughs> but, and growing uh, inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, Bird, Bird, we haven't mentioned, is just fucking pissed off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he is just a, a, a suburban dad of like six kids, just always like, motherfucker, just, just muttering under his breath at all times. He's, um, he's the super ego to Rilakkuma's id. <laughs> it's all a metaphor for, for <laughs> Professor. My dissertation is ready. <laughs> um, but so, uh, just furious that there's a mushroom in here, tries to pluck it, but they just start popping up everywhere, all over the corners of the room. He tries to gather them in a trash bag, but it doesn't work. He he sprays it with an antifungal spray, but nothing. Uh, so he finally digs out a, a insecticide bug bomb and just fumigates the apartment. And they have to drag out Rilakkuma because he was just going to sleep through it and die. <laughs> Same. He just accepted his fate. Same. <laughs> Is this what's happening? That's fine. That's, fu- that's mm. mine as well. I lived a good life. Do I choke to death on poison or walk down three flights of stairs? Mm. Mm. That's an easy decision. Poison. Yeah, of <laughs> course. 
Uh, so outside, they meet up with Tokyo, and he's like, oh, well, mushroom stuff, okay. Well, Rilakkuma does smell pretty moldy. <laughs> mm. I also like that apparently everyone can understand all the, like, the gang, the bears and the bird. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he sees the, the insecticide spray coming out of the apartment. He's like, a fire? Holy crap! And then the bird are like, he's like, oh, it's insecticide. <laughs> it's like, How, what? How'd you get that? <laughs> uh, uh, he learned to speak the language in yeah. the two days they've known each other. <laughs> he kidnapped. Uh, real Kuma caught, taught him it when he was kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kaoru comes home uh, and they're back inside. She's like, oh, what's the smell? Oh, insecticide. Oh, all that mushroom stuff. And looks, and there's mushrooms growing out of Rilakkuma's ass. Bad. <laughs> so, naturally, Kaoru is like, hmm, dinner time. And gathers up not the mushrooms on the floor in the room, but specifically the ass mushrooms. But shrooms, but shrooms. But shrooms, yeah! Well, there's the episode title. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I, let me pause so I can oh write that down. <laughs> Another one uh-huh. in the books for Dana. Tally it off. <laughs> I thought we were done with lewd food after food wars. Ah. Mmm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, 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 they decide to cook them up, and everyone's like, "These don't look right. Should we be eating them?" And she's like, oh, "I looked it up. It's fine. They're edible." Uh, but then that frog from the beginning jumps in and eats one of them, and just goes fucking bananas. Starts dancing, doing a little jig, uh, just doing flips and handstands, and jumps so out the weird. window again. He pulls out a banjo and starts singing "Rainbow Connection." <laughs> Yeah, but a funky, like, dubstep remix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so seeing that, they're like, oh, maybe these aren't the best to eat. Uh, so Kaoru is like, oh, sorry, guys. I, I, I wanted to be adventurous because everyone thinks I'm a, a lame-o at work. But when, uh, when the dinner's over, they see... Uh, oh, sorry. Nope. Just kidding. Uh, so that's the next day they wake up and the sun is finally out. Uh, and she's like, okay, now, now's a fresh start. I'm gonna, gonna, gonna seize the day. Spring like clean. does all the laundry that's piling up. Um, we finally get to see the body horror that is Rilakkuma. <laughs> uh, just, uh, it, its skin is a suit canonically, but we don't know what's underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that Google gets washed. It. Don't think about it too much. Oh, it. I googled it. It says unknown underneath. <laughs> it's okay. just a void. It's just an empty void. Our minds it, can't comprehend it. It truly is a zipper situation from Animal Crossing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but they finally go outside and they they see a rainbow. So it's a good adventurous day out. Yay. Yeah. I like how Karu is like, everyone says I'm too serious and not fun to bring on dates. Let me eat my fungal infestation to show how fun I am. Mm. Yeah. That's not how this works. Don't do that. I'm adventurous. I can do things if it, they're already in my apartment. <laughs> I'm fun. I'm wacky. I'm fun to be around. I'll lick these batteries and eat this weird chemical under my sink. 
No, I'm gonna, don't know. I'm gonna be adventurous and eat my bear friend's nasty butt shrooms. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Uh, a worthy story. Hey, what'd you get up to last night? Um, I ate Burning my Man's bear friend's weird. ass. <laughs> I mean, that will get the job done if people think you're boring at work. That's that's, that's true. true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, so episode four, it's summertime. We're we're having fun. We're we're having horny dreams. What? <laughs> uh, Kaoru is uh, dreaming about the summer and all the opportunities, and fantasizes about two guys bringing her food, some takoyaki and edamame. But in the dream, she can't pick between the two of them. You know, because she was about to have a wet dream and. <laughs> She's like, uh, uh, I, I can't decide. Uh, they're both my type. Oh, no. Uh, I, I can't choose. And then wakes up and just uh, doesn't get to bone down. So she's all mad. God damn uh, it. Food wars oh. really fucked us up, dude. <laughs> uh, so we she gets a before. call. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, so she gets a call from her mom. Uh, she's talking about uh, her brother runs a cherry farm. And she's like, oh, the the helper that he has isn't great. I don't like her. She wants to make sake out of cherries. Could you imagine? That that sounds delicious, but I don't like change. Um, <laughs> that sounded fucking delicious. I don't know what she was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's like, hey, I talked to your brother, and we... Uh, we want you back into the family business. We can pay you more than you make at that stupid office job. And she's like, but I, I make a difference. I'm, I'm helping. I'm good at what I do. I don't just want to default to the family business. Mom's like, oh, you're a cog in the machine. No one gives a shit about you. And uh, it's just a great dynamic that they have. <laughs> just very healthy. This mom uh, sucks. Yes. Yeah, but uh, she's insulted, like, I, I can make it on my own. I don't need my family bailing me out. Um, so they uh, get all dressed up. They have a festival in town, so they're they're going to the see the sights, eat the food, play the games. Uh, and she's being indecisive about what to wear. Uh, but when they get there... Uh, uh, all of the animals know exactly what they want to do. Rilakkuma uh, immediately runs to food. Uh, little bears like playing a game. Uh, the the birds getting the. Uh, I, I may have she flipped does. a couple. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're doing cute uh, carnival stuff. Yeah. Uh, get some shaved ice. Uh, uh, but uh, Kauru is looking at them and being like, oh, "They all know exactly what they want. I don't know what I want." Uh, so, uh, she just, when you can't make a decision, gotta just grab a beer and just <laughs> gets a beer, sits by the river and just drinks it. I'm starting and, to think uh, she has a problem. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Might hmm. be depressed I'm getting, I'm getting and relying on alcohol. <laughs> it was around oh. this point I started getting, uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid vibes from the show where I was oh, like, yeah. oh, it's like a less horny Dragon Maid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, on this episode, maybe not less horny. Maybe not less horny. Yeah, not this but one, shrooms, but. man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she starts daydreaming again about the men with food, uh, but looks up and sees that, 
the animal friends brought her food because she's so down. And uh, she's like, oh, I, I don't know what I want. I, I can't make any big decisions. Even small decisions are rough. Uh, and then they just sit and fireworks start. So they're enjoying that. And she notices that all the animals are eating both foods that they brought. Both the takiyaki and edamame. Oh. And she's like, I can have both? <laughs> You mean my sex dream? I could have just had a three-way? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> May I present to you the Eiffel Tower? Oh, no. <laughs> nope. Oh, no. Oh, that's too far. Okay. <laughs> we've, uh, we've drawn the line. We found it. <laughs> we, we got there. Eating bear ass. Totally fine. <laughs> that was Eiffel fine. Eiffel Tower, no. Human <laughs> sex moves, no. No, sinful. Uh, but yeah, so she's like, huh, I don't need to choose. Uh, so she's the next day at work. Uh, boss asks her to dress some envelopes because she has the best handwriting, blah, 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 which just felt like such a, yeah, you're a pushover. I'll give you a light compliment and you'll do this extra work, yeah. right? <laughs> it worked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Uh, but she's like, yeah, I I am appreciated here. I'm not just a cog in the machine. And then a hot delivery guy needs Ooh. a signature. And she's like, mm, I do have the best handwriting. <laughs> so uh, starts getting a crush on him and uh, chooses ah, office life isn't so bad. And that's where we end I take so issue cool. with this one. <laughs> yeah. Because... I, because like, I'm glad that she's happy, and her mom does suck, but, like, that is... Uh, Stardew Valley is my dream, and she had the opportunity, and she yes. decided to stay at an office where her boss takes advantage of her. Yeah. Instead of working with your family for more money. <laughs> like, I, that That sounds like a dream. Yeah. Because, like, also... It's on a the, cherry farm! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Like, the lesson is, like, oh, I don't have to choose. And then she chooses the worst of the two options. <laughs> I will say it's definitely it's definitely not a good option. It's definitely not, like, oh, mundane office work's the best. It's like, no, that sucks. But also, working with your family and on a farm also sucks. Yeah, probably. I've, I've done that one, so I, I wouldn't choose to do that either. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad she's happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, God. Um, it, it threw me off for a second because we see like weird like beads on uh, the delivery guy's face and I didn't know right away what those were so I thought they were just like weird like growths on his face or acne or something <laughs> but it, like as he turns they move and I'm like oh he's sweating um, so it's it's a little moment like okay. <laughs> it's, hot, it's hot now he's smelly and like sweaty and gross it's hot now it makes sense um, there's a little moments like that which I have trouble with because of stop motion but then it's little moments like uh, Rila Kuma going to get uh, Dango at the festival. And because of how his model is, he has to like strut over to it. And he's all excited, <laughs> which makes it so much better in stop motion. It's worth so it. It's, <laughs> it's interesting what like really works for me in the stop motion and what doesn't. Like I, I wouldn't have expected it until I've seen it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's adorable. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, episode five. God, we've never made it this far. <laughs> um, we start off right away with like a neo, like a neon comic book style rotoscope animation. This is so cool. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening, but I'm here for it. This is some fucking uh, scanner darkly shit. 
and uh, we see it's a movie they're watching. It's like a horror movie. So it's like brightly colored. It's a woman in a bathroom and like, you know, darkness, like blood starts creeping around the mirror and she runs and a monster appears. Um, and then we get some very smooth voiceover from Keith Silverstein. So <laughs> recognize that voice anywhere. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we see the gang all at home watching, watching the horror movie and it's, uh, you know, all spooky and everyone's a little tense. And we cut to uh, Karu out at work the next day and it's raining. And we see a bitch co-worker talking to her boyfriend on the phone being like, oh, the trains are all like messed up because of the rain. Oh, you'll pick me up in your car? Ooh, thanks, boyfriend. Kyra's just like, oh, cool, great, love it. Um, <laughs> she was just calling the Uber and just didn't want anyone to know. She's so <laughs> Yeah, you're, the Uber is your uh, boyfriend or girlfriend in your contact list, right? Mine is. I, that's Everyone does that, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, everyone, and then we uh, get a quick shot of everyone back home. The gang back in the apartment is just scared, so clearly the horror movie stuck with them a little more. Um, and then we see the little kid in the building. I, I already given up on his name uh coming in and he, i guess he just has a key to her place or it's not locked i don't know he just comes in he's like hey guys i figured i'd swing by because you're probably scared of all the lightning and then we see a lightning flash and we see him cower real quick so it's like ah he was the one that was scared i see he mm. is baby pride goeth before the fall young man <laughs> <laughs> you should know this you're six <laughs> yeah and uh, we see uh, Karu walking home from work, like, trying to get her umbrella, like, uh, straightened out, because apparently it's a typhoon, so it's really strong. And uh, as she's struggling with her umbrella, a car drives by and just sprays her with water, and we find out it's the boyfriend's car. Of course. Of mm. course it is. I, I, I feel like, in-universe, they're not trying, trying to make her the bad guy, like, the co-worker the villain, but, like, the, sh- the narrative of the show is definitely, like, this bitch. It's funny, I hate her even more because she is nice to Kaoru. Yeah. <laughs> like, to her face, she's just very, she's nice, she's a co-worker, you know, but then obviously behind her back, she's shitty. She's not even, like, that shitty Isn't where it's it? like, ooh, let's sabotage yeah. Kaoru. She's just kind of like, eh, she's plain, I don't want to hang out with her. Yeah, like, I take that fine. back. She just so, kind of She's sucks. boring, I'm a fun blonde, therefore <laughs> I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the umbrella's broken, Kaoru's soaked, uh, and then, uh, she gets back home to the apartment, and she's since she's soaked, she kind of looks like the uh, monster from the horror movie. And like when she walks in, everyone's kind of like, "Oh!" And we see Kara give a little, blah, like a little <laughs> scare. Yeah, uh, very aware of how she looks. Uh, so uh, they're all hanging out, having a good time in the rain, and making omelets. And then omelet uh, rice. And then the the power goes out. So uh, oh, we also see the little bear fucking loves ketchup. <laughs> Yeah, lots of ketchup. Yeah. Reminding me of, like, Pikachu in the old anime, who's just obsessed with ketchup for some reason. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, while they're eating, the power goes out, and uh, Kyra lights a candle, and the kid says, like, ooh, it's spooky now. Let's tell ghost stories, because we're all already tense and scared. Let's just lean into this. <laughs> um, so he goes around the table, he's like, I'll go first, then you can go second, then you can go third, and fourth, and fifth, and you can go sixth. Kyra's like, six. There's not six of us. And they look, and it's a ghost. We see it's like a high school girl, like a girl in a high school uniform, and her hair is like flying up, and she's got gray skin and black hair over her eyes. So yeah, she's super dead. And uh, everyone's Now it's out. a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> it's Corpse Bride. Gotcha. Finally have to watch it. Uh, and she says, uh, 
Yeah, back when she was still alive, she was going to the zoo with her boyfriend to go see the bears. And then she got hit by a truck and killed instantly. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, okay, that was quick. Mm. <laughs> um, and uh, she says uh, it took her a while to realize she was dead. Like, she would go up to people and they would all be freaked out and scared of her. It, it took her some time before realizing, like, oh, I died. Uh, and when she did, she found her boyfriend and saw that he moved on and was dating someone else. And she got mad because he didn't even stop to like, grieve her. He just moved on so quickly. Mm. And oh, because they were going to the zoo to see bears, now she hates bears because it reminds her of when she died. So anytime she sees a bear, she just wants to kick him. <laughs> that's when Karu just jumps up, grabs Rilakkuma, and like, puts his hands behind his head. And he's like, all right, be my guest. Just lay into him. I'm just like, whoa, Karu. <laughs> I've wanted Whoa, to kick this bear for there. years. <laughs> She's like, sometimes Finally, just... someone can beat the shit out of this moocher. <laughs> <laughs> she says, like, quote, sometimes more than anything, you need to take your anger out on someone. I was like, Karu, that's that's not healthy. <laughs> that is not. Um, and uh, the girl, and then Karu starts sympathizing with the girl and, like, her story, saying, like, you know, I don't know. She was kind of saying like, "Oh, you had young love, um, and that's something you get when you're young, where you get like the butterflies in your stomach and the jitters of just thinking about holding each other's hands and stuff." And she's like lamenting, kind of like, oh, "As you get older, you still fall in love, but that feeling isn't there. Like the magic of the first love isn't there." And the ghost girl says like, "Oh, I guess I'm kind of glad I had that then, and I didn't get old enough to the point where I lost that. Like I still had the magic of young love." And Kyra's like, oh, no, but, like, it's good when you're older, too, because then you have, like, love in different ways and appreciate love in different forms and stuff. And um, the ghost girl talks about how she, you know, maybe she would have wanted those moments later in life and stuff. and You know, just back and forth about the different kinds of love in life. And uh, the ghost girl says she's kind of glad that she got what she got, knowing that there are people out there who haven't gotten any kind of love and have died and stuff. So she's like, I guess I'm kind of glad I had what I did at the time for how short it was. And uh, maybe maybe my boyfriend did grieve. Maybe, you know, I just didn't see it. And, you know, maybe part of his moving on process was finding someone else to move on with. Like he needed someone to help him move on. And that's why he started dating someone else. So, you know, maybe he didn't just forget about me right away. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And Karu grabs Rilakkuma again. It's like, all right, so if you just want to lay into this bear, just fucking <laughs> wail into him. Just like, all right, calm down, Karu. <laughs> this is more about you now, isn't it? Uh, and we see uh, the ghost girl says, like, oh, that sounds good. But then she can't she can't swing a punch. She can't do it. And she gets down and just hugs Rilakkuma instead. He's, uh, he's scared at first, but then he, leans, he lays into the hug, too. And she's like, oh, this is what I wanted. I just wanted someone to hold me. Some, something warm. Some warmth. He's like, oh, I guess that's good enough. And then we uh, see the ghost girl just disappears. And then the rain stops and the power comes back on. And then we see in uh, on real Akuma's omelet. Because he didn't put any ketchup on it at first. But then on his omelet now it says, thank you and ketchup. Very cute. <laughs> so sweet. Even the spooky shit is nice. <laughs> <laughs> They help someone pass on to the afterlife. Yeah. They make depression cute. They make fucking <laughs> <Death> cute. <laughs> but they don't make what's inside of Rilakkuma cute. Because we don't know what that is. It's no. a skeleton. Rilakkuma's ta- channeling some dark energy. Because he's bringing in ghosts to this apartment. And I don't, mm, I'm <laughs> I don't trust this fucker. <laughs> Something's going on here. Oh god, he's a beacon. Yeah. <laughs> 
some Lovecraftian portal shit. (laughs) (laughs) And we get episode six, and it starts off with a heat wave, which is very topical for us right now in LA. Not a fan of it. (laughs) And we see everyone just hot and bothered and annoyed and eating ice (laughs) cream and actually hot and bothered hot separate bothered (laughs) and uh, they're all eating like ice pops and got the fan going and Karu's sad being like ah it's so hot and it's only going to get hotter because our planet's dying of global warming it's like oh Karu Karu pull back pull back in (laughs) you're not wrong but chill out (laughs) she just kind of goes on to like a weird like environmentalist tangent where She's not, once again, not wrong, just was not expecting this to happen in the first two minutes of the show. <laughs> um, and really, Kuma goes to put on the AC and she slaps the remote out of his hands like, no, the electric bill was way too high last mo- month. You're not getting it. We decided a fan, like an AC or ice pops, and you chose ice pops, we're sticking with this. So everyone's kind of like, ugh, but that's it's what they decided. And then we see uh, the little bear finishes the ice pop and it says like, yeah, you're a winner. And she's like, Kyra's like, oh, must be nice to win stuff. I don't win stuff. Uh, my umbrella broke, and I was late for uh, late for work. And then this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And she just rattles off this big list of complaints she has of like getting screwed over and just bad stuff happening to her recently. And uh, while she's complaining, we just see like this smoke or fog like billowing out from her. And she's like, oh no, my negative aura is showing. I was like, oh. like Kuma is definitely some. L- <laughs> mysticism bullshit Eldritch. yeah <laughs> some crazy shit um and so she tries to like blow it away with the fan and as she gets in front of the fan the fan breaks she's just like ah everything bad and then uh we see she goes to work the next day and when she goes in the elevator it's too crowded so she has to get off and as soon as she gets off the elevator goes off and then a maintenance worker comes by with a sign that says the elevator's uh shut for bu- or shut for maintenance now and as soon as she steps off She's like, ah, God, ah, okay, stairs. And she goes running to the stairs and runs up. I think she says seven flights of stairs. Yeah. And ends up, ends up a few minutes late for work. She runs in, like, you know, huffing and puffing and sweating. She's like, I'm sorry, guys, I hit the elevator, and then I'm late. I'm sorry, the stairs. It's, ah. And she looks, and just no one, no one cares. Mm. No one even notices. Mm-mm. She's Remember like, right. when you thought you weren't a cog in the machine, like, two minutes ago? Ha, ha, ha. And then, uh, like, yeah, no one notices, and then she sits down, and then the bitch co-worker's like, oh, Karu, nice of you to show up. It's like, you bitch. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I tried defending you last episode. This is what you do to me. And um, when she gets home, she sees the kid outside the building, and he's like, oh, hi, Karu. Oh, what the hell's going on with you? She's like, oh, it's my negative aura. I am magical. I have powers, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I got just the thing. And he pulls out this little, like, gem, little crystal-y rock. He says, it's a power stone. Uh, some girls at school have them. It's supposed to bring good fortune and, like, kind of dispel bad stuff. She's like, oh, well, thank you. He's like, that'll be 200 yen. She's like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. I you feed you. <laughs> yeah, you eat my food, like, every day. You hang out with my bear children. You eat my bear children food. And this is what you pay- repay me with? <laughs> Um, so when she gets home, she starts looking up on her computer, like, good luck items and different ways to kind of bring good luck to her and good fortune. She starts looking into feng shui. She's like, oh, I got to put yellow items up in the northwest, and I got, like, a Buddha statue over here. And uh, she later goes to a fortune teller 
to try and, you know, figure out what's going on, trying to dispel some stuff. And the fortune teller says she's got three forces that are bringing in negative energy into her life. Three kinds of forces. Hmm. Hmm. And saying that it's drawing away her positive energy and bringing in the bad stuff. And she says she, she has to get rid of them if she has any hope of ever getting married. It's like, hmm. I mean, I don't know. If I, if I went over someone's apartment and they just had two bears and a bird, like, living there, I'd be like, I don't know if that'd be a deal breaker. I'd vibe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd see where it goes, at least. And the uh, fortune teller says, like, oh, don't worry. I got just the thing, though. Here's some prayer beads and a bracelet you can wear, and this will bring in the good fortune. It's like, hmm, where have we heard this before? <laughs> and uh, she uh, gets the beads, and she's guiding her on her path. Uh, where are my notes? Oh, and then back home, we see, yeah, back home, she gets back to her apartment and there's a lot more feng shui stuff than we saw before. Like, her whole apartment's kind of decked out in uh, new stuff now to try and bring in the good energy. And uh, the gang comes up and is like, hey, how about some nummies? How about some food? I'm hungry. Mummies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, what about? No. And she's like, oh, how dare you? You've never said that to us, to us before. Rejection? I don't know the word. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? She's like, hey, here's a neat idea. What if you all lived with that shitty little kid downstairs? Huh? How about that? And they're just like, what? No. Like, they're kind of scared. Mommy. M- Mom? <laughs> and uh, then it just cuts to them knocking on the kid's door with all of their stuff and, like, bindles and stuff. So I guess she just fucking booted them out. And uh, the kid opens the door and he's like, oh, nah, you can't live here. My mom's allergic to bears. That's good because your mom's never home, so I don't really have to worry about. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, they can't live there. So, bye. And he just shuts the door on them as well. So we see them walking along a little river bank, uh, I guess, trying to find their new life on the road mm. as travelers. Yeah. And we see Karu living uh, her single life, no kids, doing doing all the fun stuff she always wanted to do without the little bears around. And it's nothing. She's doing nothing. She's having trouble <laughs> enjoying herself. <laughs> and uh, while she's in bed, we see uh, she gets a message from someone. It's Mina. It's fr- Is that the coworker? No, it's her friend from the first one who scheduled okay. the cherry blossom picnic. Okay, okay, that makes more sense because she gets this message and it says like, "Hey, I won this lottery and a bunch of money, and I was gonna buy you something because you've seen down lately." But instead, I said, fuck that, and went to Thailand and just had a fun vacation. It's like, fuck this bitch. Fuck yeah. everybody in Kaoru's life. Except just, for hey. the, three, the three animals and that child. <laughs> hey, hey, friend, if you're gonna do a nice thing and then don't, don't fucking just tell don't me about tell it. Me. Yeah. It's super easy to not rub that in someone's face. <laughs> hey, Dana, I was gonna bring you a birthday cake, and then I decided, what if I didn't, and I threw it into the zoo? <laughs> you, I still bought like that? it. I, I still just tossed it. it in the garbage. I had it personalized with your name and like a very nice portrait of you, and then I just threw it away. <laughs> You'll never know the nice message I wrote on the back. <laughs> <laughs> very sentimental. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like what it it. This episode implies that like all oh, these bears are bringing negative forces in your life, and it's like I think every human's bringing negative forces into Karu's life because everyone she knows sucks. Yeah, and uh, so then we uh, Karu goes down to uh, oh the next day Karu goes to work, and uh, bitch coworker is like oh what's that you got some prayer beads? 
idiot. And she, like, turns her, her phone over. And it's like, that uh, fortune teller was a con artist. She just got arrested for selling a bunch of fake purpies to everyone. You got con, bitch. <laughs> Kara's just like, oh, great. That's what I needed right now. <laughs> Take me while I'm down. So after work, she goes to the kid's uh, apartment. And I was like, hey, kid, give me my bears. Where are my bears at? I sent them down here uh, yesterday without a care in the world. And now I need them back. And the kid's just like, oh, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, not here. I kicked them out, too. She's like, how could you? It's like, you did the same thing. <laughs> this, is what, this is what you also did. Uh, so Kara's uh, running around trying to find them. And she gets to a bridge and looks down and sees them fishing next to like an old man just in the river. It's like, oh, that's nice. And she runs down there. It's like, oh, guys, I found you. I've been looking for you. And they're, you know, understandably a little upset with her. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're turning away, not talking to her. And she's like, ah, I know what I'll get you. Some dongo. It's like, God damn it. Damn it, woman. <clears throat> you know me. <laughs> I can't quit you, dongo. As soon as I get away, you pull me back. <laughs> So she gives him some dongo. And then we see the little bear just, like, take some dongo and waddle it over to, little, to the old man and gives him some. And I was like, aw, bear. Yeah, I was kind. like, oh, if if they all just ignore this homeless man that took them in. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah, we're friends. I'm going to give you some little dongo treats, too. And it's like, oh, it's a good bear. That's a good bear. <laughs> They're all and good does, bears. And this little bear doesn't have a zipper on the back, so it might not be an actual horror monster it might just be a real bear <laughs> oh you don't want to know what's inside <laughs> he was a... sewn together because it cannot escape yeah, we won't let that happen it. again <laughs> there's there's no way for escaping we can't allow that not after the last <laughs> time and uh Kara confesses that she actually had trouble sleeping because she didn't have Rilakuma's snoring which i guess acts as like white noise for her and uh she's like yeah you know what let me let me try this. Let me try this fishing you got going on here. You haven't caught anything. Let me give it a shot. And sure enough, she catches a fish. And when she pulls it up, she's holding the fishing rod and notices the prayer beads aren't on her wrist anymore. She's like, huh, I wonder where those went. Oh, well. And they all head back. And then we see, uh, or before they head back, we see the old man calling her like, hey, that's a lucky, lucky catch you got there. Huh? You're lucky you caught that fish. Uh, Luck's back. Uh, huh? Do you get it? Do huh? you get it? Key word. Word of the day. Uh, and then on the walk back, uh, they see the delivery guy that she's got the hots for feeding the little cat. It's like, oh, we got a cat friend now. Mm. I'm invested. That's I'm how invested. you know he's good, too. <laughs> when you see an anime boy helping a cat. <laughs> he's definitely not a serial killer back home that just happens to like cats. <laughs> and, um, I hope not. <laughs> and then at the very end of the episode, we see the old uh, fisherman. Uh, sitting by the river, and he picks up the broken prayer beads that Kaoru had, and he's just like, huh, trash, and he just throws them away. It's like, I get the symbolism, but don't litter, old man. I like you. <laughs> don't don't test your luck right now. Uh, and yeah, that's the end of episode six. We've done it. Uh, we did it. it. We watched half of an anime today. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. What What is this feeling? <laughs> what is this accomplishment? Success? Not quite, but almost there. <laughs> Progress? <laughs> I I also really love uh, back in episode four uh, when Karu was like indecisive and she asked them like uh, what color like flower and ribbon should I wear uh, uh, with my yakata and it's like the red or the yellow and the bear and the bird pick like several ones she's like all right really cool me you'll be a tiebreaker he's like oh where are the yellow she's like red it is 
And really, Kuma has this disgruntled, like, <laughs> bitch, what did I just say? Like, you relied on me. <laughs> it's so minimal. Like, there's so little going on in Real Kuma's face, but just, like, the whole scene made it very expressive to me. <laughs> and it got yeah. a, a very good belly laugh out of me. Yeah, we haven't really talked, we touched on it being stop motion, but this is a very good looking show. There's, yeah. like, the some of the faces, uh, uh, have some like Rankin and Bass like old school Christmas movie movements that mm-hmm. felt nostalgic, but also being like nah, not the greatest looking. But it 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 just is so put together. It it's just such a cute show. Yeah, I I don't know why. One of my favorite like animation moments is when she presses the up button on the elevator and like turns around to look at the bulletin board. I was just like, that's that feels very real. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Just those little wild. things. It's like a Wes Anderson anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, really enjoyed. It. Question Great. though, ah. I, I put a question mark for Child Living Alone because we never actually see his mom. So like, I'm not marking that off on the bingo card, but it is questionable. The other one is Rilakuma. Himbo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say no. No, because like we all agree he's cute. He's pretty dumb, but he is very innocent. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't say so, because himbos also tend to be, like, beefy. And he's That's just true. round. Just big, but round. That's true. He's a round friend, not a hunk. Yeah. yeah. He's not the edamame takoyaki hunk. <laughs> yeah. Those guys were himbos. Those were him. himbos, yeah. Who yeah, the, yeah. if you hell? want himbos, I'll, I'll give you those two. Who the hell would ever choose edamame over takoyaki? I would. Oh, Vegetarians. How dare you. Anyway, I guess anyway. we are there. Yeah, it sounds like we both... <laughs> I was waiting for someone to ask me, but uh, yep, we're we're there. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> We've there done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cute. I thought it was just going to be a... Uh, yeah, sit your preschooler in front of the show, uh, show, watch some cute animals do some stuff. But then seeing just very relatable, very... <laughs> Adult big, existential dread. Yeah, big important things happening in this very sad woman's life. And yeah. I was not expecting that, and that definitely won me over. Yeah. Here's my theory. I know Uh-oh. I know we know where Rilakuma came from. They just showed up and they live there. Yeah. But my theory is that it's like a Winnie the Pooh situation where like it's in her imagination and she just has Rilakuma, Korakuma, and the bird as like teddy bears. And she, like, and, like, Tokyo can see them because she, like, played with them with him. And she, mm-hmm. they're just, like, a chance for, like, mental issues. Yeah, not, not like, edgy mental issues, obviously. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, like some I'm, I'm like going through do. some sad times. I need some imaginary friends to cheer me up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I like that idea. I was wondering about that until I saw them, like, interacting with everything. Like, they're at the festival, like, dancing around on stage with everyone and fishing with the old man. I was like... Okay, we're not. It's not that they do exist. Like they yeah. are things. So we're go dodge that bullet. Yeah, I also just like it because it, it just reminds me of like Bear in the Big Blue House and like Paddington, just like mm. some chill time with some bears mm-hmm. <laughs> who like teach you life lessons gently. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think this still would be this still would be an entertaining show if it was like traditionally animated, like two D animation stuff. But there's so much more that's added with the stop motion and just seeing like the texture on everything of just like these little these little fuzzy bears, are fucking precious. 
Like, you see the yeah. fuzz on them and stuff. And, yeah, I think it adds just such a massive element that makes it so much more successful for the show. Yeah, it just makes it more charming that they're not flat 2D or even, like, computer-generated 3D images. It yeah. it just has that, like, hand-crafted, hand-touch feel, and it's like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah. So nice. Yay! Yay! So, yeah, what do we have going on next week? Next week, we got a recommendation from uh, Vince from the uh, Kame House Party podcast, which you might yeah. have heard the promo we've been running a bit. Uh, I was a guest on there, and he recommended uh, an anime called Blue Submarine Number 6, which I didn't really know much about, and then when I googled it, I had very, very vivid flashbacks that I've repressed. So, oh no. Oh it, boy. It, I know nothing about it, I just recognize the characters. Like, I'm just like, I've seen this before. And like, hey, I, hey Brendan? I know, hey, no, Brendan? I know nothing. I know nothing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tying myself to this one. I'm not thinking with it. I just... I've seen it, and I just want to rewatch it and figure out what the fuck this is about, because it's very vividly deep in my brain. All right, well, it's on you if we have a horrible time next week. I'm holding that, you accountable. That's fair. We've had horrible times with show I actually enjoy, so... <laughs> well, it's, we could we could hold Vince accountable. Brandon's just the middleman. <laughs> I'm, yeah. me- I'm the messenger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if there's a show you, the listener, would like us to watch, you can send your recommendations to us. Our email is yet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at yet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo, and on Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo and Queen underscore Weeaboo Art. You can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silent, which is a video game podcast I do and sometimes stream on. Ooh. Ooh. Twitch. Wow. Playing a lot of Persona 4 Gold in the middle of the night when no one's awake. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, what's a better time to play an anime video game? <laughs> the, <laughs> the secret darkness of night. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song stories. You can find all of Louis's music at Louis. You can find all of Louis's music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye.